We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 202 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside of Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you, buddy? I'm healthy and alive, doing well. Glad to hear it. I, I'm also happy to see that you have not melted away today. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit toasty here, actually. Uh, I know we're in the middle of winter, but uh, it's still a nice toasty 65 degrees today. It's supposed to cool down tomorrow and so forth. I mean, it gets 25-ish tonight, but yeah, that's in Fahrenheit for those overseas. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, at 25 in, at night, I mean, you're not going to be at Celsius anyway. You're not going to be doing that until July. Yeah. Yeah, that's not until July uh, when we see that. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's nice. Yeah. On to Tech Tuesday before we get into the uh, the events of the week when you come back uh, tomorrow. Uh, Amazon, well, or whatever. I don't know. These days all run together. I can't keep track of them anymore. Amazon. I have some bad news. Amazon has terminated their iRobot deal. So Roomba is now going to cut 31% of their staff. You know that little robot that goes around and vacuums your home? Yeah, that's that's over. Uh, or at least they're going to um, sell off the uh, the the thing. I, I don't know. My guess is is that they've taken whatever they've they've gotten out of it and they're going to now create their own spinoff product. Is my guess. That would make sense. Um, I mean, geez, 31%. That's a good chunk. Um, it's uh, looks like it's about 350 employees altogether. So is that all they had? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Amazon iRobot deal was originally valued at 1.7 billion. That's not very much. I would have expected more than that. I thought they, I thought the company was better off than that. Uh, yeah, apparently red tape is what, uh, basically killed, uh, it drove the price down and then ultimately killed the deal. So does that mean we can actually get one now that doesn't map out your house and send it to, to Jeff Bezos? Well, it won't go to Bezos. Now it'll go to, uh iRobot or the that company instead <laughs> and then they'll sell it to Amazon later or any other third party um uh, data broker. They have said that they are disappointed that uh, Amazon's acquisition of iRobot would not proceed. Could they have named it anything else, you know, other than after the movie? It, it just doesn't work because when I think of iRobot, I think of the the thing walking around, you know, which we're yeah. not far away from that, but not this little thing zipping around your house. iRobot said it would focus on margin improvements, reduce spending on research and development, and pause all work on non-floor care products, including its air purifiers and robotic lawnmowers. I didn't know they had robotic lawnmowers. I've actually seen those here. 
It's from a different company, but they're around, I think, $4.99. And this thing will come out and it will mow your lawn and then go back. The place I worked uh, before podcasting, they had a large campus and uh, the groundskeeper actually had a one of these automated uh, mowers for the uh, steep embankments. They would use the, the robot to... to um, trim that no those are pretty cool it was like a this one was a, a tracked model so it was on tracks and went along the and, and mowed the uh embankment itself pretty neat interesting well unfortunately this is going to cost amazon 94 million dollars to back out of this deal so they had originally agreed to the 1.7 billion as you were talking about for the acquisition but now it's going to cost them almost 100 mil to get out of it so they're still going to have to commit to part of that that's uh that's not all that much, I guess, technically. No, not for them. No, not for them. That's yeah. like a parking ticket. Well, I mean, it's a good bonus for the CEO with iRobot. Yes, of course. Of course it is. So why not? He's going to get himself a uh, a bonus and he's going to buy something like this, maybe. Right. We talked last Tech Tuesday. Was it last Tech Tuesday we talked about the space top, the, the laptop that has the, the thing? You know, the, yeah, the I think so. The, the inch wide or whatever it was. Yeah, the, like the yeah. thing that projects it Yeah, up there. Mm-hmm. Well, Apple is doing a, a headset now. Did you know that? They're, they're doing a, like a, a VR, like a, it's AR, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. augmented reality headset. Oh, augmented. I, I yes. knew they were doing the well, VR it's, it's one. VR. I didn't know about that. Uh, it's, it's VR, but it, to me, it looks more like AR because it's, it's like, you know, you can see through it kind of thing. You okay. can see the person's eyes. So they have finally announced that they're going to release their Vision Pro headset and they've given a release date for it. it uh, pre-orders will begin on January 19th. Okay, so that was last week, I suppose. And the shipping date will be February 2nd. That's coming up pretty quick. That is. Now, this will set you back a little bit of money, just just a little bit. It will only cost you $3,499 US dollars without tax. Uh, that would be 2,749 pounds in the Church of England. That's all. Hmm. That is all, yes. So the base model of the virtual augmented reality headset comes with uh, 256, gig- yeah, 256 gigs of storage and ships with uh, some accessories. This includes a solo kit band and dual loop band. Don't know what that is. Uh, a light seal and two light seal cushions. Don't know what that is. And Apple Vision, uh, an Apple Vision Pro cover, uh, chargers, power adapters, and a battery. It sounds like that's the um, the things you listed there is the back strap that holds the. Oh, I see. Um, I see. And then the seal is the thing that goes the gasket that goes around the edge. Oh, I got it. Okay, so like I just, oh man, I really don't, I don't see. Like, look at this. Have you seen this? Look, look at this. Why, why would yeah. you wear that? That's that's hideous. That's absolutely. That's hideous. actually that's actually pretty. Um, that's compact reasonable compared size. to the others. Yeah, that's compact yeah, compared yeah. to the others, but goodness. That's just, no, I'm sorry. So not, it will. Not, yeah, price. No, no, goodness, no, that much. So using head, eye, and hand tracking, the Vision Pro will allow users to interact with more than 1 million compatible mobile apps without the need for any controller. It's going to track your eyes. And, and your head movement. So yeah, it's that's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be nice and, and convenient for you. Uh, a 4K screen in each eye. Users will be able to enjoy movies and gaming in super high definition on screens that will feel 100 feet wide. So you see, you don't need 100 inch on the screen. You can do 100 feet on this one. I mean, relatively speaking, if you're thinking about the, the amount of peripheral vision that's being covered in everything, yeah, 100 feet. But uh, in reality, though, um, it, it looks like it's only going to support 
video playback at 24 frames or 30 frames. Um, that's not great for video. Um, but not, not nowadays when it's 60 FPS. Supposedly the refresh rate is uh, 90 hertz to 100 hertz. Uh, but if you're only doing video at, at that low of a uh, refresh rate, that's that's kind of painful nowadays. Indeed it is. All right, off of that. Don't care. All right, so we got AR headsets, right? Augmented reality headsets. Smart watches, right? Fossil, you know the, the watch company Fossil? They said they're going to stop making smart watches. And you know what? I would be happy if they actually stopped making those damn things. Because why does a company need to know all that information? Why do they need to know your blood oxygen level? What, what does that have to do with anything? So we don't need smartwatches, do we? Well, perhaps we could use something like this. Why don't we just have smart shoes? What about those? Why are you laughing? What? Smart shoes. Smart shoes. Yes. AI trainers. Mm. What's wrong? with they, they will be able to talk to each other in five years. It, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. You just walk past somebody and your shoes talk to each other. Isn't that great? Think uh, about how think yeah. about how convenient that would be. Um, I'm trying to think of the possibilities and I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm at a loss. Well, a scientist and leading futurist named Andrew Gill from the UK claims that connected clothing will mean that trainers will have the ability to talk to each other. <laughs> can you imagine this? Like, what? I can understand. For social credit, can you like can you see how they would incorporate yeah. this? My God, social credit makes sense, but as a outside of that, just just as like a daily function, I I can't see like your clothes are going to talk to you. Whether your clothes are going to talk to one another, what what benefit is that going to have for you? Uh, that well, doesn't make any sense. It's, they say that you can incorporate the things that use RFID already into the clothing, so you won't need to like carry your bank card or something. You just like swipe your sleeve down there or something. I I don't know. Well, that would that sounds real safe. Or if you walk onto a train or, or something, I'm talking, you know, like the European thing. If you walk onto sure. a train or transport, then you're automatically billed for a ride for that that time. You see kind of, that kind of thing. I, I, I can't see anybody using that and uh, pickpocketing or no, stealing no your ID stuff. or yeah. any of those kind of Shutter things. The thought. No, no. no. shut up the yeah, thought they, if something like that happened. Yeah. They, also, they don't even have to bump into you like they do nowadays. No, you know, they just bump no. into you. No, they don't even have to do that. They just walk by you and you, you're done. The futurist also said that uh, you could then flow uh, you could then flow down not to not just trainers, but pretty much anything that can have a small 1P coin sized device attached to it. So about the size of a penny, as well as improved speeds, long battery life and more places to connect. It also has the potential to change other aspects of our lives, including retail, entertainment and sports. I could see like smart shoes in a research uh, scenario to where they're like trying to figure out where people put more pressure on their feet when they walk to try to better create cushions or something. I don't know, something like that or, or better shoes that are more durable. But in this they scenario, they already do that. Yeah, exactly. But in this, like bringing it to the masses, that doesn't, I mean, unless you're doing it in that sense to try to customize it per person. Okay. Uh, maybe, but then you would have to take the data somewhere to get soles or um, inserts uh, custom made for you. So that doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense why you would buy a pair of shoes that constantly track everything and communicate with one another. It just, I, I don't know the, the functional benefit or the practical benefit that you could say, this is going to make your life more convenient. Th that's the part. Cause we, we've talked about it before when it comes to social credit and, and every, you have to convince people that the, the, the tracking devices are going to make your life more convenient. And, and provide them with a service while at the same time tracking them. 
I, I, I don't know how this is going to make life more convenient for the average person to encourage them to, uh, to, to buy it and be tracked. It just doesn't, unless they're just going to start incorporating it in everything. Um, so your clothing, your, uh, you know, tech devices, whatever, so that you can't get away from it. That, that's the only other solution I could see here. They also say that this will create less waste because people will only produce the shade, uh, uh, the shade and amount they need by sending the digital request to a 3D pop-up printing concession in a department store, which can then print the product in as little as three minutes. That's good. So you see, if you want any of these new digital clothes, you can just have them 3D printed in, in a snap. Uh, they claim that these technologies will be more sustainable as, there's that word again, as brands and consumers only order and manufacture exactly what shoppers need in made-to-measure sizes and recyclable packaging. If you actually allow the end user to have some control over these things, brands aren't being wasteful by printing and manufacturing products that no one wants. In a way, I can kind of see that, but this goes on to the... Uh, topics we've discussed before about the Internet of Things and how uh, you're going to have like uh, using these algorithms where they do this predictive programming kind of thing. They're going to be able to tell you what you want before you want it. And they're going to have the product made and sent to you like that's what Amazon's goal is. Honestly, I like the on paper. I like the idea of this, of you being able to go into a store Maybe look through a catalog or something and be like, oh, I like this style of clothing. Here's the sizes I need. And then they manufacture it right then and there. The problem is, is if they're going to be 3D printing it or manufacturing, that means it's all synthetic materials. It's unlikely that it's going to be cotton or, uh, you know, hemp or whatever, wool, whatever material. Polyester, you know, those, those are cheap materials. Those are plastics. Um, I personally, I prefer getting away from those and I, I prefer going with the, you know, buttons, uh, hemp, wool, the, the naturally occurring stuff because that lasts longer and it's, um, well, it, uh, it's more degradable. You know, it doesn't it harm the environment when it breaks down. So I would prefer that. But all that to say, if we created a system like this to where you can go into a shop and get a, a cotton weaved or, or whatever material, and the store only has to to store up the like thread or what have you. Um, that'd be pretty cool. That that would actually that would make it uh, the supply chain and everything a little bit easier to handle. Because um, then they don't have to order the product early. It yeah. So honestly, that would make sense uh, to make the the manufacturing happen there in the store. It's just a matter of can you make it fast enough. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a matter of having the technology to produce different types of uh, material, like clothing styles, um, the, the the ink, all that. I mean, you're, you're talking a whole bunch of different things that they would have to uh, plan for. Fun idea. Uh, don't think it's very practical yet. Um, and I, I still don't see how connecting. It, this is the same story. Yeah. Where they're connecting the clothing with they're making smart clothing. Yeah. Yes. Well, at least they're um, they're proposing it. They're saying that each piece of clothing will have um, something like uh, a penny, you know, that, like that size of a disc. So think of like an Apple AirTag, but shrunken, you know, shrunk way down. And each one of those will have a chipset in it that will be uh, 5G standalone or 6G or whatever they they have. That's that's the concept. It's it's just talk. It's not something that's that's okay, actually so being done. That part I don't I don't understand that part of it when it comes to manufacturing. Like if you're if you're going to make the in-store manufacturing like that, 
there's no reason to have a 5G chip in the in the clothing. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's convenient, Bruce. You see, that's that's the point. It's convenient. It's it's yeah. it's to allow you to to get more information for yourself. You see, it's it's to give you better feedback about what you're. So doing. you can you can walk on the street, pull out your smartphone, and be like, "Hey, I like that person's clothing. I'm going to take and and copy that clothing." And yes. go have it printed. Yeah. See, there you go. That's it. Yeah, that's the best thing. All right, moving right on because we're we're getting we're getting down on time here. We've talked about super yachts before. Do you remember? We've talked about yachts on here before, right? And how crazy these things are. So Jeff Bezos has got one of the biggest yachts, and uh, Roman Abramovich, you know, the Russian oligarch, he's got one. Supposedly, Putin has one. We actually we did a review on the one that Putin supposedly owns. And what was that one? Was it like was it like seven hundred and fifty million dollars or something? That one it, or a, a yeah, billion or. It was crazy. It was it, it was, was crazy. crazy. They had, had gold screws that were holding it together. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It was it was, it was a very insane. nice. Oh, it was very nice. It was very nice. It was only theorized that it belonged to Putin, but nobody actually knows. The last I heard, that was anchored off the coast of Italy somewhere, and that was the last anyone had seen it. Uh, but anyway, forget all that. Right? You don't want one of those useless. I don't know. That's a, that's a rowboat by comparison by what I'm going to talk about. Bruce, how would you like to have a a super sub? Yeah, forget a super yacht. How about a super sub? What do you think of that? A super sub. I'm yes. not one for water. Uh, I'm, I'm not one for um, ocean or any of those kind of things either. So a yacht or a sub doesn't yes, really sub. interest me. Oh come on, per se. Come on. Now, uh, let, now before you say that, before you say that, let's go over some of what this is going to have. Okay, this will have a swimming pool, a wine cellar, and a cinema. And can hold up to 20 passengers underwater for four weeks and a crew of up to 40. <laughs> What's not to love? huh? Uh, I mean, it's a novel idea, but it's not. I, I don't think it's something I would want to do. Oh, come uh, on. Come on. Now, you yeah. got to see this. Check that out. Huh? Look at that. What do you think of that? I mean, it, it, it's pretty neat looking. Um, is it actually like, does it this is a concept. say what the depth this, it, Okay, yeah, this well, is a concept. Um, th this is a concept, right? So this is these are just uh, artist rendering images. That that's all it is here. But you see, it's got the uh, the helipads and it's got the pop out swimming pools there, and the you know the jet skis and the, the you know the, the rollout decks and and everything else. Oh, you see, you can even go up in the Arctic area. You see that? Yeah, you can take a little take a little cafe lunch there on I, the side there. I kind of I kind of doubt it would last very long there in that ice. But well, you uh, don't know. You right. don't know. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. You see, look at that. Isn't that doesn't that look nice? Huh? Oh, come on, what's what's not to like it about it? Does that? look nice, yeah. Yeah. Again, just artist rendering, you know, just concepts. But I mean it looks it looks pretty nice. This is inside. Yeah. I have to be honest. It looks it looks pretty good. It looks right. like something from a video game, sci-fi, spaceship. Yeah. You know, it looks, yeah, here you yeah. go. Okay, so you want a depth. Okay, so this vessel can dive at a depth of 820 feet. So that's 250 meters. It has been designed by a firm called Migaloo, which is based in Austria, and is named after the all-white humpback whale. They say that their target group are visionary billionaires. I'm assuming it's going to be like a Bill Gates or George Soros or, or something like that. Visionaries, you see. With or without existing super yacht experience who have extraordinary demands for exclusive for exclusivity, safety, adventure, or experiences, according to the uh, the CEO, Mr. Christian Gumpel. I'm wondering, um, those who have extraordinary demands for exclusivity, safety, adventure, and experience, does that include going down to see the Titanic? Is it too soon? 
Uh, I I was actually going to ask if they were using that Logitech PlayStation controller. Yeah, the the Xbox controller to run that thing. (laughs) Xbox, yeah, whatever it was. According to the CEO, the firm is currently in negotiations with, quote, interested parties to build the sub. But, of course, he's not mentioning who those are. We we were taking a look at some of the promo images there. But like other submarines, it can operate both on the surface before making the dive underwater. Swimming pools on either side of the vessel extend out over the water while the sub is still on the surface. Uh, But the pools can actually slide back in and you can use them inside while you're underwater because you're underwater. You want to swim, right? I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? I I have I have concerns with the pop out uh, locations there on Uh the submarine. I kind of have concerns that there might be leakage from those locations. Now, I'm sure that this company here is following DEI hiring practices, so you don't have to worry about any of that. That's all taken care of. Oh, Oh, okay. that that is reassuring. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You should not be concerned once you hear something like that, because I mean, it's an equal opportunity employer. There's even a helipad for receiving guests by helicopter before the vessel makes its descent underwater. That's I wonder. Can you put the helicopter somewhere? Or does it have to take off again? I, I was just I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, it'll have to take off again. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, ballast, ballast tanks and, and everything else, just like a you know submarine would work. The luxury interior is largely in gold and white leather and comes complete with comfy sofas, deck chairs and mood lighting. The inner sanctum is al fresco until it's sealed and pressurized prior to the sub going down. The staircase takes passengers below to the pressure hall where they can admire the ocean's depths through viewing windows. You see, you can you can enjoy all of that. Uh, standard design firms like this, they are aiming to create detailed renders of the images. Okay, so uh, let me see. They're also uh, working on something called a, uh, a floating private island concept. The same company is doing that. And they say that these islands can be moved anywhere in the world. But uh, again, it's just a concept. You know, it's like one of those floating, um, uh, what is it like? The, the Australians did something similar many, many years ago. It was a floating hotel that would just move. It was based off of the uh, the Great Barrier Reef. So people could just kind of like dive right there off the, you know, off the edge of it. And then it would move somewhere else the next day kind of thing. The cool islands idea. that... Yeah, the islands that, well, yeah, that was until the North Koreans bought it, and that's where it is now. You couldn't make that up. It's a real thing. The islands would feature penthouse, suites, swimming pools, waterfalls, helipads, and vertical gardens, including palm trees. But anyway, a super sub. Well, why not? Why not? If you're if you're a billionaire, you know what? You want to you wanna try Ocean Gate 2.0? Go for it. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> you want to do that. Not my cup of tea, especially... Um, when you get out to, to open sea and uh, you have a, uh, what is it, uh, like two miles down to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, not not interested. Uh, that's not that's not my cup of tea. Yeah, I'll pass. I guess that will do it for us for today. It's been a great conversation, my friend. Thank you for being here today. I'll see you on the super sub, right? Yeah. yeah. Or on the island, yeah. Or at the floating hotel. You know, who knows? Yeah. All right. We're going to call this one done. I will see you later in the week, my friend. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Yeah.